Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host, hormone health coach, femme educator, Pilates instructor, and creator of the Spring to Life method. My goal is to promote feminine body independence and share stories of female resiliency to help you love your body more and unleash your inner superpower, your period. In this episode, this is part one of two that is dropping today. We're going to be discussing the science behind the risks and side effects of hormonal birth control, uh, specifically talking about the pill, the patch, hormonal IUDs, things like that. In part two, I'm going to get a little bit more into my personal experience with hormonal birth control and what has led me to become a hormone health coach and femme educator. We are talking hormonal birth control products and procedures. That means the pill, the patch, the ring, injections, hormonal IUDs, emergency contraception, and the implanted rod. And the first fact that I just want to lay out there is that the World Health Organization recognizes the pill as a group one carcinogen. That is a cancer causing agent. Quote, a causal relationship has been established between exposure to the agent and human cancer. That is directly from the World Health Organization. In addition, uh, Dr. Selhanik in a study has also stated that, quote, no tissue or organ system is free from some change or effect when a woman takes the pill. So, There is undisputed evidence that the pill hormonal birth control can have negative impacts on our bodies, on our systems. Uh, Before we get too much more into uh, complications and uh, kind of symptoms and things like that, I wanna discuss the mechanism of hormonal birth control. So, Basically, your body is getting constant low-level hormones to prevent ovulation. These are synthetic hormones in the form of an estrogen or progesterone, um, not actual estrogen or progesterone like your body produces, but a synthetic form. Um, So this kind of suppresses your body's natural hormones. um, So you're never reaching adequate hormone levels in order to trigger the growth of the follicle, to trigger ovulation, the release of the egg, or to trigger the formation of the corpus luteum in order to produce progesterone. So in a normal cycle, those are all of the things that are occurring and one causes the other. So you can't get progesterone production unless you've ovulated. Um, So when you have insufficient estrogen production in your body, it suppresses the growth of the endometrium or the lining of your uterus so it doesn't become rich enough to support implantation of a fertilized egg so with that suppressed estrogen not only are we not allowing the follicle to to develop into an egg ready to ovulate we're also suppressing the growth of the endometrium because estrogen is like a proliferative hormone it's helping things grow because we are getting this progestin um, instead of our natural progesterone This is increasing the thickness of the cervical mucus or the CM, which inhibits the movement of sperm into the uterus. So uh, you might be familiar with what fertile mucus in a natural cycle looks like. It's often referred to as like that egg white consistency, clear, stretchy, lubricative. Uh, A hormonal contraceptive is going to keep your CM more of a thick, sticky, 
texture to inhibit the movement of the sperm. Um, so it's doing its job, um, but at what cost to your body? So you might be saying, well, I still get my period when I'm on the pill. This is not a real period. This is a withdrawal bleed. Uh, fun fact, when the pill was originally developed uh, back in the 50s, there was no uh, like sugar pill uh, like built into the pill pack. It was just constant low-level hormones. So these women that were testing it out were not getting their periods and it freaked them out because they thought they were pregnant. So the kind doctors and scientists that were working on developing the pill built in those sugar pills, those placebo pills at the end of the pack to time a withdrawal of hormones to trigger a withdrawal bleed. And I repeat, this is not true menstruation as the lining of the uterine, uh, uterus was never properly developed. And because ovulation did not occur, you cannot have a true period without ovulation first occurring. So this is just throwing off the whole function of your hormones in your body. Uh, your hormonal health is reflective of your whole body health. You can't just kind of disconnect one from the other. Um, and it's not just your reproductive organs that are involved. There's communication between your brain, the pituitary gland and your uh, ovaries. They're talking back and forth. So when you're shutting those things off, you're really throwing a wrench in the system of how your body works. So let's talk about the complications that can arise. Uh, first of all, there is an increased risk for blood clots and heart attack. Uh, this is why they tell you not to smoke cigarettes when you're on the pill, but it does not mean that because you're not smoking that you still don't have this risk. I actually have a guest that I really am hoping to bring onto the podcast soon who has a pretty scary story about this and how it affected her life. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, the pill is classified as a group one carcinogen because it increases the risk of breast, cervical, and liver cancers. We also have the risk of retinal clots and loss of vision, increased blood pressure, irregular bleeding, cervical erosion, reduced bone and mineral density, and that is related to the hormones because we're not producing progesterone, we are impacting our bone health. So you can imagine if you are on a hormonal contraceptive over a long period of time, you're really putting yourself at risk for osteoporosis and weak and brittle bones. Uh, glucose intolerance is a huge one. The pill is known to increase insulin resistance. So it really throws off your blood sugar, um, which can then impact, that kind of leads to that hormonal weight gain and feeling puffy and can then also impact your energy levels. It's just kind of this domino effect. We also have the risk of ovarian cysts, ectopic pregnancy, nausea and vomiting, mood changes and depression. This is a huge one. There has long been known a link between hormonal contraceptives and mood disorders, uh, mood changes, anxiety, depression. Um, if you are predisposed to other uh, mood disorders or mental health issues, it can really exacerbate those. And typically we're not told about these side effects when we're prescribed the pill because that prescription is just handed out like nobody's business. Um, again, we've got the risk of weight gain and excess hair growth, 
headaches and migraines. And then really this one is the kicker because hormonal contraception, the pill specifically is kind of lauded as this liberation for women, this sexual freedom. And it's not just about sex, um, being able to have safe sex. It's obviously about being able to plan a career um, and those kinds of things. But the pill, hormonal contraception in general, because you're turning off your hormones, is going to lead to a low libido. Um, and I know from my own perspective that it definitely impacted me negatively. And I've heard stories from other women that they're just like, I don't feel anything. Like I don't have a sex drive. I'm depressed or I'm anxious. I just, I don't feel emotions. It really just turns things off in your body. Uh, so that was a pretty long list and that wasn't even everything, but the main points that I wanted to, uh, stick to there of complications that can arise when we are using hormonal birth control. Um, actually another big one that is not on that list is nutritional deficiencies. Uh, being on hormonal contraception can really impact your your nutrient absorption. So things like vitamin B, omegas, um, things that keep us healthy are uh, micronutrients like magnesium and zinc, things that affect our immunity. Your body is less capable of absorbing them. And over time, as we're not able to hold on to these vitamins, our internal gut health is then affected. And this just has an even more of a domino effect because most of our serotonin is produced in our gut. If our gut is not working effectively, that's going to affect our health and happiness. So that then plays even more into those mood changes and uh, mood disorders and things like that. So it really is a huge impact on your overall health. Now, if you are listening to this discussion and you are interested in learning more about how hormonal birth control affects your body, how it affects your health, and getting to the root cause of hormonal imbalances, I would love to invite you to the free masterclass I'm hosting this Wednesday, January 25th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be discussing getting to the root cause of hormonal imbalances, not just focused on birth control, but also nutrition, lifestyle, movement, and all the other factors that lead into it. So it is free to sign up. Even if you can't join live, I invite you to reserve a spot so you can get the replay emailed to you. If you are listening after January 25th, you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at spring to life method. DM me the words masterclass and I will get you the recording. See you there. So I think we can agree at this point that there are a laundry list of negative side effects associated with hormonal birth control. Why is this? is because we are giving our body a constant dose of synthetic hormones. It is disrupting the normal physiological function of our body because we are introducing foreign substances into the body. Quite literally, we are throwing a wrench into things and our body is not able to function the way it was built to. You might be like, all right, Caitlin, I get it. There are negative side effects to hormonal contraceptives, but what am I supposed to do? I am not ready to start a family. I don't want to become pregnant right now. And hormonal contraception is the solution that I've been offered. Well, let's talk about effectiveness and what our options actually are. 
So with typical use, hormonal contraceptives, the pill is 92% effective. So that's not 100% effective. And that's with typical use, you know, you have to remember to take the pill every day, uh, and, you know, and even with perfect use, we don't have 100% certainty. Implants, 99.95% effectiveness with typical use, but we are also assuming some health risks. And we didn't talk about uh, health risks specific to implants, but I, have, I know for sure, for certain implants and injections have um, some pretty severe side effects associated with them that we're not necessarily told about upfront. Hormonal IUDs are 99.2% effective with typical use, also assuming health risks. I had a hormonal IUD for five years and I can vouch for the fact that I experienced quite a few of those uh, side effects that we discussed earlier. And I'm gonna get more into detail in the second part of today's episode when I discuss more of my personal experience. Um, But there is also the risk of it becoming kind of lodged up there, of it Uh, puncturing your organs and it's just a little scary and implantation and getting it taken out are not fun times Um, and the important thing to remember now is that all methods are a hundred percent effective during infertile times of a woman's cycle but only knowledge-based methods take cyclical fertility into account so we break that down a little further, we're only fertile for about five to seven days of your cycle. And once you become familiar with your cycle, that is what I teach with the FEM method, you're able to identify that fertile window. But with hormonal contraception, we are introducing these foreign substances, these synthetic hormones into our body 100% of the time when we are only fertile for a handful of days. So knowledge-based methods are taking your cyclical fertility into account, the fact that you are not able to become pregnant for the majority of your cycle. So there is a really empowering effect of using your cyclical fertility and learning about your body. Um, I know on one hand, people would might say, I don't want my life to be ruled by my period, but that is literally, your hormones are really literally what give you this life energy and it when you are working against your your energy or working against your hormones it can feel like such a negative thing but when you're ready to embrace them and ready to learn about your cyclical fertility to take responsibility and accountability for understanding that about your body, it can be incredibly empowering. And that is what I teach in the FEM method, fertility education and medical management. I teach you how to track your biomarkers in order to identify your fertile window. And within three months, you're able to use this method effectively. And if you have irregular cycles, I'm able to help you to get your body into balance, and then be able to then work to find your fertile window. So especially if you have your regular cycles and you're on a hormonal contraceptive as a solution, it's really just a Band-Aid. And when you, if and when you do want to become pregnant and you come off of hormonal contraceptive, you're still going to have that underlying issue, which 
now might the, your fertility might be further impacted because you've been on a hormonal contraceptive for so long. So I think it's really important to take a proactive approach. The reason that my brand is called the spring to life method is because when I came off of hormonal birth control, I didn't even realize the part of myself that I was missing for so long, but I finally felt like myself again. It's like you were springing back to life. And this is not a unique experience. I've read it in multiple books described in a very similar way. There is a piece of you that is lost when you are on hormonal contraception because you are turning off a piece of you. Uh, so I'm very passionate about being able to share this knowledge with other women, cyclical fertility, taking that into your own hands. Um, and I just think it's really important. And I just wanna leave you with the same message that I started with, the fact that the World Health Organization recognizes the pill as a group one carcinogen, and it is still prescribed widely to girls as young as like 11 and 12. There is a causal relationship that has been established between exposure to this agent and human cancer. No tissue or organ system is free from some change or effect when a woman takes the pill. So I'm not here to knock your decision. If that's what works best for you at this time in your life, that's what works best for you. But I think it's very, very important as women to have informed consent about what we are actually doing to our bodies. And if you are interested in learning more about the FEM method, about cyclical fertility, about taking control of your cycle and working with your hormones, I am here for you. You can find me on Instagram at spring to life method, and I will leave my website in the show notes as well. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and listening to the spring to life podcast today. Make sure that you check out part two and check the show notes for the resources mentioned in this episode. If you learned something new or if you resonated with this conversation, please share. Tag me in your Instagram stories at spring to life method, leave a five-star review, or simply share this episode with a girlfriend because all women deserve to know their superpower. I'll talk to you next time.